From the Pamela Family Podcast Network, you're listening to Faith and Family State House Update. I am Joshua Putnam, president of Palmetto Family. One of the important aspects of college is being exposed to new ideas and learning to defend sincerely held beliefs. At the very least, college students should be allowed to form groups with those who hold similar values and gather together to share those beliefs with their fellow students. However, more and more these days, free speech is being restricted in an effort not to offend anyone. Because of this effort, our founding principles and our faith is being pushed further into the corner. To reverse this trend, Representative Gary Smith has introduced H3099 in order to protect free speech on South Carolina's public universities by encouraging helpful and robust debate. Here's our discussion. Well, today we're joined with Representative Gary Smith, who represents Simpsonville and portions of Malden in upstate South Carolina. And we're joining him in his office today to talk about one of his bills he's filed in this legislative session. And it deals with forming open and robust um, university minds. So, Representative Smith, can you kind of explain kind of what this bill does and the sure. importance? Sure, be happy to. You know, one of the, one of the, the key tenets of uh, uh, a college life and a university life is to have that open, robust dialogue, yeah. that debate about important issues. And when you take and you squelch that debate, you squelch that, squelch that ability to take and to have that robust debate, then you certainly diminish the whole experience of a university education. And that's not good for students yeah. that we're graduating. And when you have uh, universities, which we have in this state, that say that, uh, if you want to take and have that uh, uh, robust debate, then you've got to go to a bridge on campus over here and do that. Yeah. Or you've got to go to the front or the back patio of the Russell House. Yeah. So you know which university I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> to do that, and those are the only places you can do that. Yeah. Then you're squelching that debate. You're squelching that ability to take and to have people who come in, uh, and we know what has happened in a lot of our universities where. Uh, Speakers have been uh, counseled. Yeah. Uh, and we have speakers that have been shouted down and things like that. That's one of the, the symptoms of, of what we're talking about that has happened on our university campus because our students don't know how to really have a good, robust debate. Yeah, yeah. it just turns into shouting matches. It, 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 and, exactly, yeah. exactly. And they need to learn that. They need to understand how to go about having a good debate and discussion without being so confront confrontational when in doing that. Yeah. And you know, it's uh it's 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 something that at North Greenwood University we take very seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it's something that we try to take and encourage that robust debate about issues and so forth. I know I, I try to do that in my classroom there with the students there at univer- at the yeah. university. In in uh, in our discussions in the classroom about those issues. So to take and to limit that certainly takes and diminishes the quality of the education that our students are getting in our universities. And I think, and that's what really higher ed is about, is about exposing students to different beliefs and being able to communicate that and be able to figure out how to defend your mm-hmm. beliefs. Um, and you really can't get to that if you're not allowing all the sides to be able to communicate what they believe and share different viewpoints right. and how they get to that. and. I think some of our listeners probably um, know and they see things that happen federally um, in other states where you you bring on a certain speaker and a certain group 
of students, um, and even sometimes led by faculty members right. or university personnel um, that will lead fights, protests um, against that speaker coming to campus. Um, and they'll actually shut that speaker out and not allow them to speak, yeah. um, which is a travesty not to be able to share different viewpoints um, and, and, and how you got to those viewpoints. Well, you know, so much of what's happening on our university campuses is to try and close those viewpoints out and to have a debate that is only one-sided, Yeah, uh, which is certainly a travesty for our, our, our universities and our students and the quality of education that they, they get uh, from that. So when you have just one side being taught, yeah, uh, which is what's happening in a lot of our universities, and one side being debated, then you lose that whole ability to take and to uh, get into those debates, have a, how do you go about doing it on an appropriate basis, but you also lose that content. Yeah. You, you lose being able to take into uh, uh, to understand what those diverse ideas are all about and where they're coming from and why people feel those things are important. And that certainly diminishes the, uh, the educational experience for our students on our campuses when we allow that to happen. Let me give you another example. Yeah. One of our universities in the state requires faculty and student to only utilize and to pass out university-printed materials. Okay. Okay? So think about that. If on Constitution Day, you and I want to go to that campus yeah. and to pass out pocket constitutions and talk to students about that on that campus, yeah. we can't, can't do that. Because it's not printed by the university. Because it's not <laughs> sanctioned by the university. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're dealing with. And that's not, that's not in Chicago yeah. that that's happening. It's not in New York that that's happening. That's happening right here in South Carolina. Yeah. We're having students that, are, that have sued our universities mm-hmm. uh, because of their rights for free speech that has been uh, hampered and have been uh, uh, squelched uh, on the campuses that have yeah. taken place here. Yeah. Uh, that's where we are in South Carolina. Yeah, nice. uh, and these are and this is happening to state-supported universities. So these Correct. Is, these are not a private institution. This is not an institution exactly. that that private individuals donate to or, or students choose to go to those private universities and support them with their tuition increase or uh, tuition. Um, Costs, but these we're talking about universities that are supported by the taxpayers of our state. These are our universities. If you're a taxpayer, you have paid in um, and you've invested in infrastructure and um, the existence of these universities. And mm-hmm. that's where we're dealing with these issues where if, if you're a taxpayer and you want to hand out a pocket constitution, you're not allowed to do that, which is kind of mind-boggling to think that that actually could happen in South Carolina, but it is happening. Um, I think that's what's important to kind of bring some light into some of those areas. And I think what's unique about this bill is it doesn't single out a viewpoint. Um, It doesn't single out a belief system. It allows it to be wherever you fall on the spectrum to have those same Mm -hmm. constitutional rights. Um, so we're not we're not saying, hey, this is a Christian group that's allowed to do whatever they want, or this is a a conservative group that's allowed to do whatever they want. This applies to to any type of group um, out there to have the same kind of freedoms and enjoy those constitutional rights. 
and not be confined to a bridge on yeah. campus to go do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is which is just which is absurd. <laughs> yes, I mean, well, you can do it, but you're going to do it in this little um, right. chalked off little corner exactly. where nobody goes on a university. That's right. So, That's right. Um, where you can only get 15 people there to, to, to have a debate. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. discussion. Well, I, I think that's what's really important because we we don't want to see what what we see on the national news, like in California, where there's literally having riots out in front of university. Um, complexes of, of people trying not to allow a certain speaker in kind of thing. So I think it's important to be able to to set that dialogue to make sure that it is done in a safe, respectable manner um, and allow that conversation to happen. Sure. It's, it's one of the primary things we expect from our yeah. colleges and university, that they expose our students to uh, various aspects of issues that we train them and bring them up so that they can be a uh, a good functioning citizen yeah. of the state. Yeah. So that they can participate in our representative republic. Uh, and so many of them have no clue what that means. And exactly. that's one of the reasons because uh, so many of our universities become uh, not places where uh, that debate really takes place yeah. and where that freedom of expression is allowed to be, take place. It's become so much of an indoctrination machine yeah. uh, as, as opposed to anything else. And that certainly provides a disservice to those students yeah. uh, in their educational uh, experience uh, when they do that sort of a thing. Exactly. And for our readers and listeners to also know, this bill does not force students to go to any kind of events or no. does not force them into anything. It just allows groups of students to be able to express different viewpoints on the campus and do it in a safe manner. Well, exactly, because one of the key tenets of it is that the university still has the ability to take and to reasonably yeah. uh, deal with the issues of time and place and yes. those sorts of things, those reasonable sorts of uh, uh, things. Uh, but it uh, says, but if you take and have and set up free speech zones, and this is the only place you can do that. That's not appropriate yeah. on a publicly funded uh, university yeah. and on public property. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing to think about. This, I mean, this is this is your your property as a taxpayer. Our, our so. taxpayers, our tax yeah. dollars went to pay for that. Yeah, and well. what we're paying for now is not that robust debate and discussion on important issues that we should be discussing. What's taking place in so many cases yeah. is an agenda being pushed down the throats of our our students, and when the parents and the students complain about that, they don't have, they don't have any recourse. Yep. Well, we appreciate your work on this. Um, thank you for being able to, to put this into legislation. Um, once again, we're talking about House Bill 3099. It is titled The Forming Open and Robust University Minds. So, Representative Smith, thank you for your work here. Our listeners can go um, click on the link below and, and find out more about this important piece of legislation that's trying to make its way through the State House. Thank you, Josh. Yep. Appreciate the opportunity to come and speak with you today. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. To stay up to date on all the issues affecting your faith and family, subscribe to Faith and Family Statehouse Update on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to give us a good rating and leave us a positive review. Find bonus content in every episode of Faith and Family Statehouse Update at palmettofamily.org backslash statehouseupdate. This episode was mixed and produced by Briley Hughes. 
From the Pamela Family Studio in beautiful South Carolina, thanks for listening to this episode of Faith and Family Statehouse Update. We'll see you next week.